The fence is designed to keep things in and to keep things out, right? The fence is designed to keep things in and to keep things out. At our home right now, we have a little Cheweenie dog, full grown, stands about that tall, okay? Gets caught in a mousetrap every now and then, and uh, no, he doesn't. I'm just messing. But we have a fence in our backyard, and that fence is designed to keep him in, and then right across the alley from us is a big old Rottweiler, and, uh, and then right across the other yard is uh, a couple of big boxers. And those three dogs, if they ever got to my little Chewini dog, uh, they'd use him as a toothpick, right? So that, that, that fence is designed to keep him in and to keep those other dogs out. And so as we talk about this, we, we, uh, Pastor began talking about this last week, and, and as we continue this series, I want to keep this concept of this fence this morning, because this is going to play a, a big part in what we see uh, through today, and I believe God wants to speak something to our heart and to our life. How many know God wants us to live connected lives? He wants us to live in connection. And, and so I just want you to picture, picture your, your life as a yard. Pastor began talking about this last week, and, and if a lot of us were honest, we all like a good fence, don't we? We all like a good fence. We're comfortable. We're comfortable showing people and letting people know about what's in the front yard. We talked last week about the front yard and how for a lot of people, the front yard, you know, you drive by our house, the front yard, it's, it's manicured, it's kept, there's flower beds, you know, we, we water, we do those things, and you drive by, you look at our front yard, you're like, man, those people got it together. Look how pretty that front yard is, right? But then we have a fence, right? And then we have this thing called a backyard, right? Come on, somebody. And in that backyard, there are some things that happen in the backyard, you know, that we don't want on display for the whole community. Right. There are things, you know, there's toys back there. There's, I've got kids. There's, there's toys back there. I bet if you walk back there, you might find a candy wrapper or two. Yeah. And that's just for me. <laughs> right? There's some things in the backyard. There, there, there may be some things that are, you know, that we've left out when, you know, uh, in, in the summertime. How do you like to hang your clothes out to dry and get that fresh sun smell on, on your clothes? You know, you, you don't do that in the front yard. You don't hang your undies in the front yard for everybody to see. Right. Right. Maybe you do. We'll be talking about that later on. <laughs> you know, those things happen in the backyard. The, the, the backyard, the front yard is manicured and, 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 and pristine, and the front yard is well kept. But in the backyard, that's where real life happens. Come on, somebody. That's where real life happens. It's different. That's the real us. And you only get to my backyard by invite only. If you come into my backyard without an invite, I'm going to give you an invite to somewhere else. Come on. <laughs> It may be to the hospital. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but if you come into my backyard without an invite, and if I was to come into your backyard without an invite, it may not be too pretty, would it? Because that's the sacred place. That's the holy place. That's the, the place where life happens. That's a place where we say, I'm not sure if you want to come back here because back here is the, the real me. The backyard is the real me. The front yard, that's the... That's the me I want you to see. The backyard, that's, that's the real me. So as we intend to love our church, if we say, I love my church. This morning, Pastor talked last week about how Jesus crashed the fence. And I'm, I'm not going to take very long this morning. 
The pastor talked last week about how Jesus crashed the fence. In the very beginning, the pastor said that there was a, uh, a barrier in between us and God. Anybody remember what that barrier was? It's called sin. And there was a barrier between us and God. And there was a fence between us and God. There was a wall between us and God. And back then, the high priest would go in, and he would make a blood atonement, and he would, you know, take, and he would make sacrifices. But when Jesus come, the Bible says as he was hanging up on the cross, as he drew his last, last breath, the veil was ripped from top to bottom, wasn't it? We talked about this last week. I'm just reviewing. The veil was ripped from top to bottom. As the veil was ripped, that fence came crashing down. And now, each and every one of us, we don't have to go, you don't have to call pastor. You don't have to call myself. You don't have to call an elder. You don't have to call a Sunday school teacher. You have the ability to go to God yourself. You can go into the holy of holies yourself. You can make a path into his presence yourself because Jesus crashed the fence. Amen? How many are thankful for that? You're thankful for that. Come on, put your hands together this morning. So last week we talked about how Jesus crashed the fence. But here's the thing. He crashed the fence. So now the pathway between us and God is, is, is open, right? But here's what we do. Oh, I need somebody. I need somebody. Who do I want to pick? Jerry, we picked on you last week. Come on back up. You did such a good job. Y'all give Jerry a round of applause this morning. Jay, just come stand right over there on that side of this fence. Because we're, we're all running this race together, right? We all have our own race, but we're running it together. And so Jesus has crashed the fence. So this fence, what, I, I want to do a real dramatic effect right now. I just push it over, right? But I got to keep it up. Because what happens is Jesus has crashed the fence between us and God. But now we are real good in the church about putting fences up between us and others. So now we have access to the Father. Now we have access to God. And now we can go to God anytime in prayer. But sometimes there's things that pop up between us and my brother. There's an offense. Oh, come on, somebody. That's good. There's an offense. There's a hurt. There's a wound. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be straight with you. Sometimes church people can be the best fence builders on the planet. I, I wish just for a second, hang, hang with me, Jerry. I wish just for a second, like we had like a get real church Sunday. Because it's so funny. Because we can, you know, hang right there, Jerry. I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm just going to ramble about 20 minutes right here. Because we're so good about getting in the car, and we can be yelling at each other all the way to church. Well, I don't like your mother, and I don't like your father, and I don't, you know. Last night, I can't believe you did. You left the spaghetti out all night long. That's what I was going to eat for lunch. Now it's no good. And we, we, come on, we're real good about bickering back and forth. We're real good about having that fence between us, and then we walk through the doors, and there's Donnie, and there's Calvin. Hey, how you doing? Oh, we're just blessed of God. God is so good. We've been so, aren't we good, honey? We're so good. 
Oh, we're blessed. God is so good. He just rains down blessing each and every day. Can't stand enough blessing. We're glad. You know, Donnie's like, well, we're glad you're here. Well, good to be here. Can't think of another place I'd rather be. And then you walk off. Oh, bless God. I'm glad that's over. Come on, somebody. Get real church Sunday. Wouldn't that be awesome? You walked in, there's Donnie and Calvin. Hey, how you doing? Life stinks. She's been yelling at me the whole way here. <laughs> Donnie would be like, I think pastor's in his office. You can go, you know. <laughs> Come on. The kids, man, I couldn't get the kids up. They've been whining. They've been griping. They've been complaining. They wouldn't wake up. Come on. But no, we're real good. We're real good at putting on the mask and walking in here and uh, everything's okay. Anything I'm, no, everything's good. Everything's good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. We're good. And the truth is, no, we're not. Truth is, sometimes we're not. And the truth is, we need to make it okay to not be not. Come on. We need to make it okay when you come in here and you have hurt and you have struggle and you have frustration. This should be a no-mask zone. But we, 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 we've been really good about putting up fence. Because as, as long as there's a fence between me and Jerry, I don't have to connect. And as long as there's a fence between me and Jerry, I don't have to get real. And as long as there's a fence between me and Jerry, I don't have to let him see what's on my side of the yard. I don't have to let him see my backyard. But that is not what God made the church for. In the beginning, Adam and Eve, they messed up. We all know that. We've read the... We've read the passage. They messed up. They got things wrong. And not only was there separation between them and God, but now there was separation between each other. We don't want to talk about that. But then God made the church. And I believe with all my heart, it's why, man, I believe the church, because we carry the gospel of Christ, I believe that we are the hope of the world because of who we carry. Not that we're the hope, but the message we carry is the hope. I believe the church is the tool that God wants to use to bring his presence upon this earth. I love the church. I love my church. Do you love your church? I love my church. I believe in my church. I believe in what we do. I believe in our kids on Wednesday night. I believe in our youth on Wednesday night. I believe in our worship on Sunday morning. I believe in our classes. I believe in my church. I believe God wants to use us to impact this community, impact this area, to do crazy things that will blow your socks off. He wants to do it. I believe in my church. But this is not how God intended the church to be. We can go to God, but we've got to crash the wall between each other. This wall has got to be crashed. This wall has got to be crashed. And I know for, for us guys, man, this wall could be a wall of pride. Yes, Everything's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. I'm good. I'm good. Good. For women, this wall can be a wall of insecurity. 
Come on, I'm preaching real good. This wall has got to come down. This wall has got to be crashed too. God made us for connection. And so when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, and they lost that connection with God, and they lost connection with each other, here's what happened. God gave us Jesus, who brought our connection back with God. And then God gave us the church. Remember in Acts? God gave us the church, which would crash the wall in between one another. We got to crash it. We got to crash it. When Jerry's hurting and there's a wall, I want to hug, but (laughs) you can't hug the right way. When he's hurting, when he's suffering, when he's going through pain, there's a wall here. Well, Jerry, hey, I hope everything's good over there, man. I can high-five you. Life's good. But the Bible says we're two or more agree. See, we can't come in agreement with this thing in between us. I can't hold his hand and run through life together. We can't come in agreement. The fence has got to come crashing down. The fence has got to come crashing down. Everybody nervous now, huh? Everybody nervous. Y'all give Jerry a round of applause. Thank you so much, Jerry. I'm closing. I'm, I'm wrapping up. I, I, told you, I just want to keep it short. See, everyone's looking there. It's a miracle. <laughs> the Bible says this. The Bible says that we're not to neglect meeting together. Y'all have heard that. We've, we've heard that all of our life. It's a passage that as, as a pastor I've used. I'll, I'm going to be straight with you. I'll just shoot it straight with you. I've used that to guilt people and to come to church every Sunday. Come on. Do not neglect. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I'm just being real. This is Get Real Sunday. I'm a little bit overweight, too, but I'm working on it. Okay, so I'm getting real. All right. (laughs) But we, we, we know that passage. But you start to study that passage, the author is talking about something bigger. And yeah, we need to be here. We need to come together. We need these services together. We need these worship times together. We need these times of celebration, these times of encouragement, these times of uplifting. We need this. But also there's so much more than that. The author's talking about living life together, living in community. Living life together, living in community. Like what we do this past Friday night and what we did this past Thursday night, living in community. And so, some of these things we say, they, they may not be to convict. They may just may, may be there to affirm what we're doing. And I'm going to tell you, this church is on the right road. This church is on the right road, living together in community, doing things together. Community means standing in someone's yard and allowing them to stand in mine. Stand in someone's yard and allow them to stand in mine. John Doe is standing on the other side of that fence. We may see his face. Maybe we don't. 
but it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, there's still a fence between us. I can't embrace him in tragedy. I can't hold his hand and walk together. The fence impedes our community. The fence impedes what we want to be. So let me ask this question. Whose yard are you in? And who are you allowing into your yard? Whose yard are you in? And who are you allowing into your yard? As I close, this is my second closing. I got one more after this. The thing is, these things don't happen automatically. We need to have a healthy expectation of what community in the church means. An unhealthy expectation is that we'll know everyone. An unhealthy expectation is we're going to be best friends with everyone here. And that's not realistic. But a healthy expectation is I'm going to build some great connections with people here. I'm going to have some great friendships with some. And I'm going to have some deep relationships with a few. And that's realistic. That's realistic. Let's be clear. Living without fences doesn't mean you're going to let everyone, every single person into your backyard. It doesn't mean that at all. It means there's a more personal part of my life. You know, that first day you meet someone, you know, you don't walk up to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, Dakota, me and Dakota, we met yesterday. And I didn't walk up to him and say, hey, Dakota, my name is Jared Cloud, man. I'm so honored to meet you. Will you be my best friend? <laughs> can, we, can we swap Instagrams and Facebook accounts and, 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 and Twitter and all that stuff? And will you, will you be my best friend? No, but we just we start talking. Start hanging out. Spend a couple hours in the pastor's office just talking, just hanging out. And now will, will, will that continue? Will that well, we're, we're going we're to try. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. But it's having healthy expectations. The goal is not to walk up to someone to make them your best friend. The goal is to walk up to someone and just maybe you start off by inviting them from the front room or from the front yard to the living room. Because we all know the living room's kept pretty clean too, just in case people come over. Right. I'm preaching real good in this house. But at least they're coming inside. And then you go from the living room, you go to the dining room, the kitchen where things get a little bit messy. And then you go from the dining room to the back room. It takes time. It takes time. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to be in your backyard. But somebody needs to be. Somebody needs to be. And finally, this is my third close and I'm done. And I want everyone to hear my heart on this. Take some ownership. Realize that this isn't everyone's job. This isn't, excuse me, this isn't everyone else's job. This is everyone's job. Come on. This isn't everybody else's job. We all need to work on it. If we're sitting down and waiting on someone to come to us, then we're sitting in the wrong spot. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, 
How much effort have you put into connecting with others? I'm telling you what we do on Friday nights for the rib dinner, there's a lot of connecting. There's a lot of fun. What do we do tonight in our studies? There'll be a lot of connection time. A lot of fun. What we do on our road trips, there's a lot of connection time, a lot of fun. Our men's night tomorrow night, a lot of connection, a lot of fun. What are we doing to connect with others? What would you need to do to raise your score by one or two levels here over this next couple weeks? God never intended fences between us. He never intended a fence between us and him, and he never intended a fence between us and each other. Jesus crashed this fence between us and God. And here's the thing. You can get to heaven. Hang on. You can get to heaven with this fence up on this side. But man, life could be so much better. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give you a life more abundant. That's the life I want. I want that abundant life. I want connection with my church. I want connection with the people in my church. I want connection because I know that you love me. And I hope you know that we love you. So it's not up to God to crash this fence. It's up to each one of us. What does this fence represent in your life? Is it a wound from the past? Is it a hurt? Is it a frustration? We're family. Yes, we are. We're family. And I want you to think about this from your family standpoint. In my family, we have disagreements. In my family, I've got a teenage daughter. You bet I got disagreements. We have disagreements. We have times, I'm like, <laughs> you're wearing that. <laughs> no. And that's just a JD. Um, no. Nah. And there are times Jenny and I don't see eye to eye on everything. We're different. I thought when we got married, we were the same person. Man, this is awesome. We're the, we're the same. We see each other the same. Things are just so perfect. And then we got married, and I realized, you are so different than me. <laughs> so different. And she would say the same thing about me. But we work through it, and we work it out, and we don't run. And we don't go, and we don't say, I'm done with this family. I'm out of here. Now we talk it over, we work through it. There will be times in the church body, because we're all human, there will be times I say things that may really rub you the wrong way. But I want you to come and talk. Let's talk it out. Because we're family. That's what we do. And there may be times you say things that rub me the wrong way. And guess what? I'll let you know on Facebook. I'll let you know. You'll read it. In your mind, you're thinking of someone right now. <laughs> That's like them. No, but we're family. We don't allow those fences to be built. We crash them down. And we don't let them step too long. Amen?
And maybe it's not a fence between anyone in here. But maybe there's a fence up between you and someone in your life. Maybe it's a, a, a child. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a mom or dad, an aunt and uncle, grandma, grandpa, coworker. Yes. thing is, God doesn't want us living with fences anywhere. That's why they're called no fence. Because Jesus looked down and said, oh, fence. Come on, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yes. Let's crash the fence this morning. Yes. Stand your feet with me today. Father, we love you this morning. And God, I won't stand up here and act holier than thou. There's been fences that I've put up in my life. There's been fences that I've built, that I've erected because of hurts, because of wounds, because of struggles, because of fear, because of rejection. God, there's been seasons in my life where I've put up the biggest, the thickest, the strongest fence. But God, it's in those times that I have felt the most isolation as well. It's those times I've felt the greatest despair and the greatest depression and the greatest struggle. And looking back, I, I, I realize now it's not... God, it was because you did not create man to live with fences. You didn't create man to live with barriers. You didn't create man to live isolated. So this morning in this place, there may be those who are here today and there's a fence in between a relationship. It could be a marriage. It could be a sibling. It could be a mom, a dad, a son, a daughter co-worker. It might even be someone who's here this morning. But Father, as we talked about last week, Jesus crashed the fence between us and God. And now this morning, you want to help us to begin taking down the fences between each other. So Father, I ask you today that we would walk with patience and we'd walk with long suffering and we walk with kindness and we'd walk with joy we'd walk with peace God that we would walk in this relationship that you've called us to walk in and we, you, we would walk in it how you've called us to walk in it and so Father I pray today Holy Spirit speak to hearts and lives give us a boldness to respond and we ask this in Jesus mighty name